Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, guys. It's been a long time coming. And, and uh, even, even, um, way, way back, I, it, it should have been gone. But, uh, you know what, I'm just like, oh, we're gonna gather a couple of things together, and then I can go to get my episode on ask this person, I don't ask that person. But we all know that it's not about asking people and relying on people because people always going to let you down, especially if if they didn't come up with the idea. All right. So that's that's a big lesson. Don't expect people to do what you want to do. Because on, on the reverse end, I don't like it when. People ask me to do things they concerned about, especially if they could do it, but they, they want me to act on their behalf. So going back to this episode, it's like <clears throat> I got it on a lighter now. Damn boy. What are you doing over there, boy? Yeah boy. Yeah boy. What you doing over there, boy? Yeah. Boy. Alright. Yeah, man. So, um, I, I know I reached out to, to, to a couple of people like, hey, yeah, we could do an episode. They went on and put me off, especially this one character, man. It's like, um, like first two times the guy, like, um, Put me off for like a week, and then like after that week, then he's like, "Oh, I got another episode," and then I think it got put off like, and then another week, but it was like into future, and then um I had something pop up, and I I um had to travel out of town to attend a f- family funeral, and um. As soon as I got back from from that trip, I've been hitting the ground running. Look forward to to working, but um, person is like, nah, um, they they got their own thing going. It's it's all right. It's a okay. Um. Right, and 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 M gaming and all that stuff, right? So um, <clears throat> let's um let's start from the base. I am PLS Daddy. This is NNMRadio.com. Thank you to all the fans and listeners that's out there. Right, um, this is a summer episode. Now let's go on and get to some NNM films. Y'all know I love me some some Stanley Kubrick, right? But in the modern era, you could say, hey man, name a director that you really like. I like me some Ridley Scott. I like some James Cameron. I think they're brilliant directors. But you know what's one director that I like 
that gets a lot of heat thrown at them. A lot of heat. And I think people only really like, like, only really technically like one of his movies. It's not Walking of the Dead. It's not Suck Punch. Which movie would people say, yeah, I like that movie? Oh, 300. Well, Watchmen. But, uh, my folks, they don't like Watchmen. But they like 300. 300 is cool. And and 300, you know, broke, broke, broke pop culture. With its action scenes. And it even came out with a quote. The same way Terminator came out with a quote. You know, I'll be back. This is Sparta. Everybody will remember that quote. And, and that's that's really powerful. To, to make a movie. That essentially there's a part in the movie. That everybody had to watch. That everybody does remember about your movie. And that, that's, that's a real big achievement. But uh, even before 300. I, I liked Zack Snyder even before I knew what what um his name and, and I do like his style because I remember watching Dawn of the Dead and that scared the bejeebies out of me when I was younger when I first saw it. You know, that that was like a good zombie movie for my generation. That that actually scared me and that got me you know, sort of like okay, no no now I could get why people are scared of zombies. Because when I was young, I'm glad to. Dawn of the Dead. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. So, <clears throat> I didn't know really what happened. Now now I'm talking about, like, um, you know, recent and uh, future, technically, about Zack Snyder. Now, I love Sucker Punch. I basically love all of Zack Snyder's movies, well, I didn't watch the Owls of Gahul, but people say that movie bombed. I don't know, man. Maybe. But honestly, I do like Zack Snyder's style, so I probably might like that movie also. I keep saying Sucker Punch because Sucker Punch really is a great movie. This mixed with some philosophical stuff in there, just with all, all of our action. Watching the main character fight that big Asian giant samurai. Well, two of them. It's great. The the train scene. The Nazi battle scene. I mean, they did great. They did great. And whatnot. <clears throat> so, uh, Zack Snyder. I was so happy when he did... When he was hired to do DC Universe. And then he started doing it. And then he started to put the pieces together. Like it's like. Just like the MSU. Marvel Studio Universe. Something like that. Whatever. MSU right. I'm going to just call it that. Right. So. um, It started off with Man of Steel. Which a lot of people actually didn't like. But I liked it. I honestly do like it. It it was it was a good uh, movie. I think what threw people off about it was his choice in casting Lex Luthor. And um, that actor, he's a good actor. If anything, he reminds me of Jim Carrey's The Riddler. That's that's what he's acting like, or really acting like. 
some type of alternative version of the Joker. You know that that's the way he 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 comes off a bit, but that actor, you know, who plays the. You know, he played in um, social media. He played in other movies. He's a great actor. And uh, I believe he, he did do his best. Same way I believe that um, Jared Leto's uh, Joker. Now, looking back at it, I think it's good. I don't mind Gangster Joker. Because he brought a different Joker. He wasn't trying to be a Heath Ledger. He wasn't trying to be a, a Jack Nicholson Joker. And Joaquin Phoenix, you know, he, he brought dancing, depressed Joker, a dancing, depressed Joker. And it's, it was, it's, it's excellent, brilliant. And I am grateful that we got different types of Jokers instead of one trying to do the same thing that the other one did, but trying to outdo them. I think ranking the different jokers in that matter is a bit <clears throat> unproductive because you know how can you really compare to to Jack Nicholson the Jack Nicholson you know that's just my opinion so so he did man of steel and i think the reason why people didn't like it is because of um the bumpy start, you know, people are just overall tired of Superman origin story and Batman's origin story. They're just tired of it. I don't blame him. I, I, <clears throat> how many times are you going to re retell that story again? And now we got rumors that Robert Patterson, along with somebody else, is going to be Batman again. And they're going to reboot it again. And it's like, but this is going to be, you know, young Batman, younger years Batman. And I, and I don't know where, what's like, uh, but, you know, they're not going to have Joker in this one. This one may be like Tim Burton Batman type of universe. You know, you got other type of villain characters, but they're not superhero villain characters. They're like the Valcones, you know, he might be battling the Valcones, you know, something like that. Or he just might be battling the Penguin, you know, which which is uh, interesting. Penguin ought to get some more shine because out of a lot of the Batman villains between the Penguin... Two-Face, Riddler, and Joker, you know, those are like Catwoman, she teeters, you know, those are, you know, Poison Ivy, <laughs> I mean, Batman's super, I mean, Batman's villains is super villains, you know, Mr. Freeze, which I want to call Dr. Freeze, I mean, the guy's a doctor, for Christ's sake, I don't think he's just a mister, you know, that's just kind of weird for me, at least. <laughs> It, 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 I don't know. This it just more classic, you know. Versus Superman's villains, all all except for um, dang, what's his name? Not Bizarro or Metallo. We're talking about Robo Superman. 
Which, if you look into that origin story, in the alternatums, in the, like, the complete story, which is a nightmare story. That is, like, a scary alternative Superman story that could give nightmares. <laughs> Alright, so let me go ahead and tell you this story real quick. So, Superman um, follows a beacon out in space. Of uh, a, a space crew that was deployed by LexCorp to investigate some moon or 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 um planet whatever, and um whatever the heck happened out in space to the space crew, they they interacted with the wrong type of element or whatever. So so it's like the Fantastic Four, right? Um. Well, one guy turns into a horrible beast. The other guy, um, the the girl disappears, but she, then she reappears. And um, the main, the main, you know, the the <coughs> the Robo Superman. He like um becomes like like into other entities or whatever. I don't know. But it's sort of like some knockoff Fantastic Four, right? And then, um... So, so him and... So, uh, Superman only recovers the girl. But all four of the crew members don't supposedly died, except for one of them. And the guy, um, manages to rematerialize himself into a robot. And he goes back to his girl and... Say, like, baby, I'm home, and she's like so terrified, she passes out and dies basically. And um, <clears throat> he 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 lost his humanity, and he lost his connection to humanity basically. And it's like, man, I want to I want to be looked up to. You know, at first I want to be normal, and I tried to do that, and it died. <laughs> I want to be like Superman. And the guy goes out as a robot out in space. I don't know, do some like research on Krypton and Superman and you know, he wants to come back. But by the time he comes back, he comes back as like metal Superman. And he he loses some or basically all of his humanity. And the only thing that sticks is Superman. Or what he he wants to be as Superman. So by the time he comes back. He even has the Superman suit on or whatever. Doomsday just killed Superman. And everybody's mourning <coughs> the loss of Superman. But weird enough is. Robot Superman comes and they're like, holy crap, are you Superman? And he's like, um, I think he says like, like, no, I, no, I'm not Superman, but I, I will, you know, become like Superman or whatever. And, um, he tries to get with, with Lois Lane and Lois Lane denies him, but then gets 
you know, with him because he's just overall fulfilling Superman's role. And then Superman comes back and then they fight. And I think uh, in his little story arc, he ends up killing Superman. And... Or, or, you know, in another alternative is Superman wins, but he's like, you know, be Superman on another planet the same way Bizarro had to be, <clears throat> you know, his so version of Superman on his Bizarro world. Which is a really, really bizarre story, right? But um, I think why people really didn't like Zack Snyder's uh, Man of Steel is because why why didn't they like it? I think they they wanted probably more explanation or more Krypton. They probably. Didn't like the pacing of the movie. They didn't like, especially how his his uh, Earth father died, because he lost his. I mean, that's what Zack Snyder was trying to say. He lost his Krypton father, his his actual father. Then he lost his Earth father. <laughs> you know, but they said the way that he died. It's like, all right, we all love pets, but why would you go back into a tornado for somebody else's pet, not even your own pet? And then he like twists his ankle pretty darn bad. And then he he stands there and watches his father die. They they were like, yo, you 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 could have saved your father. But other than that, you could have saved your father and the dog because you're super fast, bro. You know stuff like that. So I I, I figure on that. I think they don't like the whole. City destruction scene, but Zack Snyder tried to back it up, or he did back it up, I should say, with Batman's movie. Because, um, no, 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 with um, Batman versus Superman movie, because it goes back to you know, at the end of Man of Steel, Bruce Way was pissed off that yo, there's an alien here, but you know, that really sounds like Lex Luthor talking. Seems like him and Lex Luthor got some similarities there with that type of philosophy that there's an alien here and he's not good <clears throat> and I have to be protector and whatnot. They didn't like see I'm about to jump into that man super, but let's let's stick with uh Man of Steel real quick. So um Yeah, Zod dies and whatnot, but they use Zod's body to create Doomsday. I think, you know, at least for me, that was a little wacky. I don't think that's how Zod should have ended. I think what should have happened, at least in the comic book sense, is Zod goes back to the Phantom Zone. And of course, Zod breaks out the Phantom Zone again. Because it's 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 not up to Superman to kill people. That's why I think it was heartbreaking for him to kill Zod at the end. I think, you know, Zack Snyder did try to address that very subtly and quickly. You know, that Superman doesn't kill people. And, um, 
basically neither does Batman. But they just have a different brand of justice. And that's where now we can finally step into Batman versus Superman. They have di two different brands of justice. And you got Batman who's branding people when they go to prison. And marking them as, oh yeah, this is an especially bad person. They get messed up in prison. You know, that's his brand of justice, whatever. <coughs> and then, you know, they go fight. Because it's the two ideologies that's clashing. And whatnot. Neither does Batman believe in death or violence, really. Because Batman doesn't use a gun. He uses his skills and his knowledge. And why not? So what what happened or what made um Batman versus Superman not that good for uh, some people? You know, um Batman's suit even before Batman vs Superman, um, I, his suit design, I didn't really like it that much. And just the way it looked. <clears throat> but that's really picky. So, I, you know, people, people just went into more depth, could go more in depth into, you know, why they didn't like different aspects of the Batman. Oh, yeah. The, both other mother's name was Martha. Which I think was a very weak plot twist. And plot point. And that's the reason why they stopped fighting. Is because both of the names were Martha. But none other is both the names Martha. Superman's mom is in danger. And Batman's like, yeah, I lost my mother. I'm going to help you save your mother so you don't lose her. So you don't feel that pain that I feel every day. And that's relatable. That's a real life relatable stuff right there. Um, then, um, you know... You know what was kind of dumb is that Lois Lane gets trapped in the water. But I thought she was getting the spear. It would have been more fitting if she went into the water to get the spear. And in the midst of drowning, she's still holding the spear. So that when Superman comes to save her. He saves her and she's holding the spear also. You know? And he puts her down. She recuperates. And he takes his spear. And then he, you know, what the movie continues like that. Right? That's, that's what I think what it should have happened. <clears throat> but oh well. You know? Um, and then Justice League, um, you know, there's some parts of that movie, I'm like, 
yo, that's Zack Snyder. And then there's other parts where I do get a little confused. Like, I guess that's not Zack Snyder, you know, in this part. But you know, you know, it's Zack Snyder when he gets violent, really real, really dark, it's slow motion. Like, the, you know, the part where Wally West traveling fast and then he hits Santana's spear. And then she grabs the spear, I mean her sword, and then she chops a person's head off and wins on her feet. That was some Zack Snyder right there, you know, when I see things like that. <coughs> Zack Snyder is really good at choreographing slow motion action scenes. You know, having a bunch of slow motion Epic things happening at the same time and then a pinnacle happens, you know, like I think the person you know, you know, it's just really dumb because it was like the mother cues, right? They didn't really go into oh, where is it, how is it, and whatever. Because there is a part where dude just flies off, and I'm talking about Robo Man, um, Booyah Man, right? He flies off. Flash is like, "Oh, did he just bail on us?" And then another scene later, he just comes flying right back. Oh, got the mother cube, and it's like, "What? How could? You... Why?" But at least you got it, right? Then they got some other little plot twist, or yeah, let's drop the mother cube, and then if, by the time the Flash touches it, it'll make Superman come back to life and whatever. But it was dumb, you know. I, you know, I think you know whoever, whoever took over after Zack Snyder left the studio, <clears throat> which he he left the studio because of death in his family. His daughter passed away. Mm. Very unfortunate. Very hard loss, you know. Take as much time as you need, bro. You know, in that case. You're you're a brilliant director. You're you're a modern day director, man. A director. In in my opinion, you make movies. You you make Hollywood movies. You're not a pretend. And and I like Basically all of his movies. <clears throat> and whatnot. I like Watchmen. You know, there, there there's 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 a lot of philosophies going on in, in that movie. And you know you, I could talk about Zack Snyder movies all day, man. Feels like right. But you know, let's let's go to fast forward. The Zack Snyder cut is finally coming out. And people have been asking for it. They're like, we don't really like these versions of movies that's been coming out. You know, and um, also, the DC people, they, they not not the fans, I mean. I mean, like, the studio people, they, they got really anxious. Because they're like, yo, Marvel is doing their thing. And we're barely... Getting the ball rolling. We're sitting on a, a franchise that's basically bigger than Marvel. But Marvel is making the most money right now. You know, 
You got the Superman. The Superman is older than all of those Marvel characters. The Batman is older than all of those Marvel characters. And, and when you talk about like a first female superhero is Wonder Woman. It, it's just those three people out competes them. And then you got a cliche Aquaman. The Aquaman. They don't. You look at the whole Marvel roster, they don't touch that in any way or form. They don't really touch it to elements. It's just technology or super strong experiment. It's like Thor is the only one, but Thor teeters on like real life myth. It, like actual real life myth. And, and you know, so it's like. Yeah, Thor, you're a superhero, but you're also like a Christ, you know? The same way Odin is, you know? Like, like literally people outside of a comic book know about Thor. So so that's why it's like, uh, you know, kind of sweet. Then you got Scarlet. Then you got Scarlet Johansson's character. And then you got Vision. It's like, who are these people again? They're just, you know... <clears throat> I mean, as quickly as they introduced Scar um, Scarlet Witch in Ultra, and very vaguely, it's like, oh, yeah, you're science experiments. But how is that possible that y'all are just doing rogue missions and the rest of the team magically died? They just all... They're they're all in test tubes and they just all die in the explosion. That that Captain America and Iron Man is like, yeah, let's have. I think that's in uh, Civil War. I think that's where where it happens really between Civil War and Ultron, which is like really weird. It's like this guy Vision he just pops up out of nowhere. It's really unexplained. It's like right. Um. Um. Part of Tony Stark's computer, but now I have sentient life. But in that sentient life, <clears throat> I'm imperfect because I get caught up in this civil war and I pick a side. But at the same time, I'm overpowered. But at the same time, dumb little things, you know, just is uh kills me or, or deep incapacitates me it, it was like stuff like that i'm just like what i'm like what and who is this guy you know but you, you know the movies are great the movies the movies are great and that's what made people in the DC studios really start to sweat hard, pressure Zack Snyder, and be like, oh, Zack Snyder, the Marvel movies, <clears throat> they're, they're, they're making money, and you're, you're over here trying to, like, secretly make rated R superhero movies. Your, your movies are too dark and all that, but... I think that's that's what intrigues me just a little bit more. It's because Marvel does tap or 
allude to philosophies, especially a civil war. I mean, when you're sitting down thinking and having a conversation about the more outward philosophies and themes and ideologies that's going on in some, you know, hinting at the dark moments. Like, you know, when they was talking about all the people that died, the mass apparel, mass peril that died, you know, they're like, look, yeah, we're superheroes and this is all a kids, you know, superhero movie. But people are really talking politic-wise, in the movie-wise. Oh, this all the... You know, Zack Snyder <clears throat> doesn't tap dance around that. He goes right into the adult themes. of, And that's, that's what I loved about him. But I think that's probably what scared them, you know, his, his uh, office people. Is because... They want it to be exciting for children at the end of the day. And the children will make the parents go. And the parents are like, yeah, I, I would want to go. That's, you know, I believe that's where they're thinking. <clears throat> that that little train. Kids don't have money, but the parents do. And if you can motivate the kids, you also can motivate the parents. You know, thinking like that. Scared the heck out of them. But, you know, what really was weird is, you know, now looking back, Zack Snyder doesn't do comedy, per se. I mean, when you look at Watchmen, what were the comedy scenes? The comedy scenes was really like, um, Rorschach. You know, he goes into the bathroom after that short guy and... The revolving door opens and then closes, opens and then closes, and then you hear a toilet flush, and then you see the blood running out of, you know, from the seeping from the bottom of the toilet. That's sort of reminiscent of uh, Jumanji. No, not Jumanji. Jurassic Park, when the guy got ate by the, you know, by the dinosaur in the in the car in the rain, and then you saw the mud, right? Now that's what it reminded me of a bit. But anyway, um, <clears throat> what was another part? You know, um, Zach, there, there's not really comedy in Zack Snyder's films. You know, what's another comedy? Another, I can only think in, in watching because I can't think of a comedy scene or a funny scene in uh, Dawn of Dead. In 300, I can't really think of... What was that funny moment that we all chuckled at? It was like, no, there really wasn't. You know, at the end when the girl stabs the, the betrayer and all that. And it was like, yeah, what did you think that was going to happen? You know, like, shoot. Freaking soft butt. I, you know, thinking about that whole situation just just makes me cringe. Because either on on the city council side it makes me cringe, and even as as a warrior guy, you know, if I was one of the warriors, it, I would be cringing at that guy, and just like what he suggests and all that, you know, from three hundred. Anyway, I'm good. <laughs> I told you, man, I could talk all day about Z Zack Snyder films real quick, you know.
So, you know, going back to Justice League, Wally West character, he, as, as, <clears throat> as a talented actor himself, brought the comedy chops with him. You know, and they really rode off of that as comedy. And having Aquaman do comedy is what I believe, just like, you know, going back to the actor, just really riding off of his chops. It's not really um, <clears throat> whatever the heck, right? It's, it's not really from this, from the writers, it feels like. Because there were moments where they could have inserted something cool. You know, Aquaman lands on Batman's car, on the hood of his car. What does he say? Yeah, or booyah. That's it? That's all y'all can muster, right? You know, so it's like really weak writing every now and then, you know? What's considered a comedy scene wasn't a comedy scene. Aquaman sits on Lois Lane's Lasso of Truth. But it's like... That was some type of bar joke. A what-if bar joke. That the writers had. And then they woke up in the morning and like, Yeah, let's really put that into the movie. And then what does he... What author does? He, he proceeds to basically... Bring his pedestal, pedestal down... Even more so. Because this is Aquaman at the end of the day, you know. There's nothing really funny about him. It's 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 pop culture that's outside of the comic universe that really made fun of Aquaman. You know, going back to the ro- robot chickens and going back to, you know, Saturday Night Live when they did their... <clears throat> They, you know, really took Aquaman on a comedy note, but there really isn't anything funny about Aquaman. You know, I don't think anybody picked up a comic book and it's like, yeah, this is some comedy right here. Same way you're thinking about Wally West or really Barry Allen, I should say. <clears throat> and second of all, I don't think of, you know, when, when I'm thinking of the Flash comedy, you're really thinking of the animation, the com, you know, the TV, the cartoon TV show that had comedy, but that was, you know, so what, you know, this guy is really actually a scientist, a scientist that that is in a married relationship, you know, this is a serious guy, this is this is a guy who could sit down with Batman. And build something. You know, there's nothing funny or some comedy act about that. <clears throat> you know, um, I, 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 don't, I don't see where, you know, making Flash into the funny guy is, is really the base. That, you know, I, I think they're just really getting that off of the, the TV show cartoon animation, you know? And even Batman can make you laugh, but it was Batman's quirky, quick, 
and clever comeback statements, his rhetorical, you know, puns. That, but it's not like Batman's a comedy man or he's a funny guy. No, he's he's doing all this with a serious face and in a serious tone. So, if if I had to guess, Wally West Barry Allen is the same way. He would say something quick and pun, but it's not based in comedy. Like, yeah, I'm the funny guy. <clears throat> and Wonder Woman, her, you know, her, her, the actress, it feels like she's, like, like, she's way up here. Like, she's a brilliant actress. Some people say, you know, she's kind of dull. And I guess I have to watch Wonder Woman's movie. But, you know, it just feels like she's out of place a bit. You know, what's his name? Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne. He seems like he's in place. Yeah, Harry Cavill, it seems like he's a little out of place. Like, acting-wise. I mean, casting-wise. Brilliant, like... You nailed it. You got Superman. You 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 got the man that can actually play Superman, and that's a that's a rarity because all of the other people that have rumored to play Superman or wanted to play almost play Superman is really a comedy. It's like, come on, you can't get that guy to play Superman. So, like, getting that guy to play Superman was excellent. <clears throat> I would give it to them. And this is um popular opinion. I think Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor was probably one of the best Lex Luthers we ever got. Other than Smallsville Lex Luthor. That's the absolute best. I mean, that goes right next to Mark Hamill's, you know, Joker. I mean, it's like, can you consider Mark Hamill's Joker as one of the best Jokers? Because all he's doing is just the voice, right? But it's like going, you know, going back to whatever. Anyway, so, you know, I'm just, I could talk about Zack Snyder movies all day. It's not even really DC movies. I could talk about Zack Snyder movies all day because I, I, I watch Zack Snyder movies, you know. I, I get excited about his films and uh, sometimes I can overanalyze his movies. I'm so happy Zack Snyder is coming back. And they're putting out this Snyder Cut. <coughs> Finally. They really need that, y'all. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh... It's going to wrap up this episode. Zack Snyder Cut. Um... Of Batman versus Superman because there there was some changes in Batman versus Superman. Man of Steel was all Zack Snyder and Justice League. There were spots with Zack Snyder's um, effect in it, and you could tell. You could tell there's some um, because Zack Snyder is really good at montages. Also, in the beginning of Justice, you know. 
You got the montage the same way he did with Watchmen. Really good at getting you up to date with the Watchmen universe because you you saw like these points of history and show like <clears throat> turning points basically of what what would be a turning point in another movie. An atom bomb dropping. This superhero going crazy. This superhero died, you know. He he did all that with credits rolling, basically, you know. He did all that with credits rolling. I think also the reason why some people didn't like it is because it was some strong propaganda in there. Taking another look at it and checking out the subtleties in it. It's like, oh man, yeah. I can see how people don't like this movie. But but you know, Zack Snyder isn't isn't about really I'm I'm gonna I'm address something up to, to please you. Because there's not one superhero in Watchmen that I actually like. Believe it or not. Because I, I could break it down to you. Rorschach, I'm like, you're so stubborn in your philosophies that you actually died. And now that's where your story ends. I mean, thank God you 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 got your journal published. But what happened if your journal didn't get published? Like, really? Like, all of that hard work you did... And how accurate you was in trying to put together a case and coming to the conclusions was a really sloppy execution. And <clears throat> he's a smart guy. So smart that he actually came up with the conclusions. And actually, you know, like the movie paces at his rate. So it was cool seeing how it started off as oh I'm just looking at this other superhero's dead body too now we're all the way out in Antarctica he actually in, in, interrogated people and actually had a conversation with him where you had to pay attention to the conversation to to come to that conclusion he came out to I had to watch the movie a couple of times to finally get it I mean, I know the conclusions, but do I get it? Do I understand it? I believe that's that's what 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 fascinated me. Also, the Watchmen comic book is complicated. I remember when I first picked it up, I'm thinking I'm about to read a comic book, but no, this is literally a novel with pictures. And the the book is actually kind of complicated. This isn't really a child story. You know, far beyond blood or, or curse words, you know. Like, God forbid, blood and curse words, right? Trust me, there's worse things out there than curse words. We're, we're talking about ideologies, and that's what the comic book was trying to say. There was something very disturbing going on with... Um, what was that other character's name? You know, the really smart character, right? It's like Dr. Manhattan 
is perceived to have the knowledge, but he really has the power. And just because you have the power, it doesn't mean you have the knowledge. Adrian's character showed you that with the knowledge, you do have the power. And no other do you have the power. You have the power over supposedly somebody who is who has a limitless power level, essentially. You know, it's like a Mayweather versus a really dumb but extremely strong boxer. I mean, it is shown all the time. It, even with Muhammad Ali, he was not the strongest, but he was basically the smartest, and that's why he won. And, you know, Adrian, he won because he was really smart. And not other was he really smart. <clears throat> he was really smart at at executing because Rorschach is smart. Rorschach figured it out. But Adrian was so smart, he knew that Rorschach would figure it out, but it would be too late. That's why Adrian was so relaxed when they came. And he was... Like, okay, let's fight. Because the bomb's been dropped. As to what he said 35 minutes ago. So, basically, by the time they left, Adrian knew that the bombs would go off. And that they would have this conclusion, they would have this conversation. It, it was just that Adrian outsmarted everyone, even Dr. Manhattan. The supposed smart guy, but he's really all powerful. And <clears throat> we could go into Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan kept telling the the audience, us, but also he kept telling the girl that he is powerless because he is stuck in time. He cannot make himself uh uh discontinue from time that's why when the bombs dropped he couldn't do anything about it is because he himself is part of the universe he is not separate from the universe that's why he couldn't change anything that's why the comedian went crazy because he's like i thought when i was with dr manhattan in Vietnam, things would change, but they didn't. And that's what made his life a joke. <laughs> that was a punchline. And that that was brilliant. That you know, all these philosophies and how they pan out was was really interesting. When you go to to think about it. So thinking about Dr. Manhattan. The thing about him is he starts off human and then he goes into <clears throat> like basically like a robot. And I think what we would perceive as his flaws or maybe thinking, oh, this is misogynist is really whatever humanity what was left in him. 
that's why I think, you know, he, he got with one girl and then with other girls because there was probably still some trace of human still in him. Because if there wasn't any trace of human in him, I don't think he would have even came back when he disappeared that first time. You know, or even, I don't even think he would even put himself together. Because if we go back, the man got ripped apart. And he he explains that he was dematerializing consciousness and then rematerializing consciousness if you will so he, when he dematerialized he was still conscious and he made a decision to um come back into reality so with him coming i mean you you walking into a room you have a purpose in that room and you have a reason for why you came into that room. That's that's as simple as I think what Dr. Manhattan was experiencing. There still was a man in him. But it was just over time. His humanity was fading. But, you know, the comedian saw that as. Dr. Manhattan is losing his touch. You know, humanity is lost. I think, you know, the man's humanity been lost ever since he deemed, you know, dematerialized. Because uh, you're not going to look at a monkey and say that's, that's a human. There's just some point where it's just non-human and human, right? So the day, you know, just like what he said in the movie, he died the day that he actually died. He died. And whatever you're looking at is a product of the universe. Some type of nothingness and then all of a sudden somethingness. You know, that that's what Dr. Manhattan was also hinting at. He's, he's like, I, I'm not, I'm not anything. I don't even know what I, you know, he doesn't even know what he is. He he was like a child with, with unlimited power. Shoot. We, we could talk about Prometheus because the more I think about that movie, no, no, not Prometheus, a movie that's even better than that. Alien Covenant. My goodness, that movie, uh, the more I think about that movie, the more I'm like, Ridley Scott is a great director. He brought Alien back to life. But, you know, what I think a lot of people, what <laughs> you, I could talk about Ridley Scott, right? <laughs> Gosh. All right, guys, let me go on and wrap this up for you.